We just have one thing to disclaim before we start. This is a journal, okay, not a diary. I know what it says in the episode title, but when we got together to record this, we specifically told Eric to not get one that says diary on it. But, uh, you know, whatever. It's just going to make being popular in middle school a little harder for us. But what are you going to do? First off, don't blame me. Blame the marketing company. And <laughs> second, we're not in middle school anymore, bro. We're in our early 20s. Oh, crud. Yeah, I guess I missed some time then. <laughs> well, well, then again, we all met in middle school, so I don't blame you. <laughs> Fair enough, yes. This is my 20s. <laughs> Look, I'm disappointed too, but what are you going to do? <laughs> How's it going, everybody? And welcome to another Geeks Crossing podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Matt. And I'm Nick. Giving you all the best geek-related content you could ask for. And judging by that intro, Diary of a Whippy Kid is back. Sort of. Yeah, so uh, the books really have never stopped being back. Since 2008 or 7 or whenever the first one came out, they've been doing cranking out a book a year. It's like the, the movies iPhones, are back. This is exciting because we haven't seen a movie since that uh, that long haul one that came out a few years back. Everybody did not like. And uh, then, of course, there's that famous Diary of a Beacon trilogy from the early 2010s. But the movies are back ever since Disney bought 20th Century Fox, which had the rights to make those movies. Now they own them, and they've cr- cranked out a, uh, a Disney Plus exclusive. That's strictly animated, which yes. is a sight to see. So I don't know about you, but personally, I loved the Diary of One Beacon books. When I started growing up, Like these were like catnip. I read them front to back. The books themselves, yes, I love. I'm a few books behind. I'm on the yellow book, and there's like, I'm pretty sure that was six, and there's what, 16 now? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I'm catching up eventually, one day. <laughs> I read some of the books, but I think the movies, specifically the live-action movies, is what got me into books. That's interesting. I was the other way around. I really liked the books, and then I was really annoyed at the movies because I, I, was, I was little, obviously, and I was like, oh, these aren't like the books. They're not like drawings like the books. They're not animated. I was interested in getting to know the source material. Yeah, definitely makes sense. So... Before we talk about the new movie, I have a question for you guys. And Matt, you kind of already answered it for me. <laughs> Do you think the live action movie still holds up? So my brother Aiden, he's been on the podcast before. Shout out. He and I watched the first one like a month ago. You know, it was entertaining. We haven't seen the other two in years. So I guess I can't really say if those hold up. But you know, the first one was entertaining enough. Roderick Rules, I'm pretty sure, was the best one. Oh, yeah. Roderick Rules <laughs> was definitely the best out of the trilogy. And Dog Days, it was all right. I don't think I've ever seen Dog Days. I think I watched Roger Rules like once or twice back. It was mostly about Greg's summer vacation. I think they borrowed some elements from The Last Straw, but I don't remember by heart. They did, because I remember I was annoyed when I was a kid. I was like, they skipped The Last Straw. What happened? And I realized now they probably had borrowed so many parts of it for Roger Rules that they were just probably like, all right, let's just put the rest of it in Dog Days. We want to do the summer vacation plot. But yeah, bottom line, I think the live-action movies still hold up to an extent. Really depends on how you view them. True. So, without further ado, shall we move on to the quote-unquote more faithful adaptation? Yes, uh, less. There's a version. This definitely happened. <laughs> it's, it's a uh, thing. This definitely yeah. was a thing that was written, produced, and animated, and, and released. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, 
like tradition on this podcast where we go around rating games or movies in this case, how would you guys rate this at 10? Because I'm sitting at maybe a 5 or a 6. I'm thinking like a 3. I was going to say probably like a f- between a 4 and a 5. It was so, so bad. I love how this podcast, like, we kind of really, like, always give such bad reviews. I feel like we're so critical on everything. <laughs> Some of us are movie majors. so That's true. Thank you, college. <laughs> but yeah, the animation alone is what ranks it pretty high for me. That's the only <laughs> thing why I'm getting like a four or a three. Yeah. The story itself. Can we address the fact how short it is? Dude, it is an hour. I don't even think it is an hour because you've got to factor in credits and stuff. I think it's like 55 minutes long. 55 minutes, including the credits. Yeah. yeah. That's whack. And like you guys both said, I think the animation probably is the best part of it. I like how it looks. I like how it moves. I don't even know where to start. So if we talk about the animation, we could do like we did for our Diamond and Pearl one where we do pros and cons. Because I do think the only pro is probably the animation and the art style. Remember, start from the beginning? Like where it first starts off, like with them playing catch? Oh, you mean like the plot? Yeah, like kind of go over it. I don't know. Personally, I found the plot very, very, very bad pacing. I didn't feel a friendship between... Rally and Greg, to be honest. Yeah. No, I get it. Because here's the problem about this. The whole movie is just, like, Greg doesn't have any goals. He's not really a character. The only thing he wants to do is, like, interact with Rowley. Like, that's his point for this movie, and it's really weird. Not to mention, Nick, I know you mentioned this to me in private conversation, but there were some scenes from the book that never made it. Yep. Like, the play scene. Wrestling, safety patrol... These are all big moments, and a lot of them are tests of Greg and Rally's friendship. Like, for example, the first Diary of Wimpy Kid movie kept all of those plots, and it fit them into a kind of unique story. So even though it wasn't just like the book, it had all the main events. This one doesn't feel like the book and skips a lot of the stuff from the book. So it's like, wh- where are you getting off? Couldn't this be like a half hour longer? Like, I don't understand. What? Did people find those scenes from the live action movie boring so you decide to omit them from the final project? Like, no. There was one scene that we called out while watching it. And it was when the kids come home after <laughs> being chased by the bullies in the park for Halloween. And the mom literally sounds like it was done on Zoom. Yup. It felt like they had just skipped a line and then, like, they were reading the script and they're like, oh, oh, quick, somebody call her up and just record the line through the phone. That eye-dropping, or jaw-dropping, excuse me. And it's interesting, when this was announced, it was announced as, like, a cute little, like, teaser trailer and that actually looked kind of nice. I felt like they were kind of going for, like, a Peanuts movie vibe where it's like, oh, it's 21st century animation with CGI, but it looks like the source material and that was really cool. They didn't really do that here. Going back to the Halloween scene, how the hell is Manny still asleep? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the writers had no idea what to do with Manny's, and they just put him on Greg's head for, like, ten minutes. <laughs> like, that kid was knocked the hell out throughout that whole scene. Because Manny's not in that scene in the book. He goes home with the dad, and then it's just Greg and Rally. And I, I feel like the writers are like, oh, crud, this part's just supposed to be Greg and Rally. What do we do with Manny? Uh, just make him sleep through all of this. Literally. No one will question it. <laughs> And no, we're not laughing because it's funny. We're laughing at how ridiculous from a production standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. I loved the art style. That's the only part of this movie that's faithful. Seriously. (laughs) I don't even have to say it. You guys said it for me. Animation alone is what carries this movie. But 
as we learned from this podcast, visuals alone is enough to give any form of media credits. Yeah, exactly. And it just feels so rushed. I remember thinking how weird it was. Like, a month before this came out, they announced Roderick Rules. And my eyes widened. I was like, oh, oh, that fast? So I get the feeling that they're just going to pump these out like every year or something and just do like, oh, it's a new little series on Disney Plus. Make us some actual money here. Um, What more money do they need? Well, it's Disney. Come on. (laughs) And speaking of Roderick, the Heffley family was completely irrelevant. Yeah, I was about to say. Roderick only appeared in the first five minutes. Yeah, and I was going to say part of that has to do with the stuff they skipped. Like, the school play is when, oh, you have Roderick showing up to record. You have Manny saying Bubby in the theater. Like, the wrestling unit, the dad helps Greg train. When you cut all that stuff, you cut all of the uh, scenes that are meant to build these characters. So you get pretty much just a jumbled mess of the Greg and Rowley movie featuring Greg's mom for, like, two minutes. And, like, that's it. And Roderick in the beginning with everyone else. And you see the dad on the roof. Yeah, the dad's on the roof for like two seconds. I don't know. In the book, it's supposed to introduce a bunch of characters. Pretty much the Heffley family and Rowley. But the movie, it's just like, yeah, it's just Greg and Rowley. Yeah, seriously. I would call this a hot take, but I think this is pretty apparent. The live action movie is better. Considering there's Geeks Crossing episodes longer than the new movie, it's not that surprising. Like... And it didn't have to be bad. If they had spent another 40 minutes of content, if you build Greg a little bit more as a character, if you record a few more lines with the family, maybe also don't do it over Zoom, you can get more. You can see what this the potential this had. I don't think this was like a, a failure from the start, but they just, you know, I think they just wanted to make a quick buck off of Diary of Wimpy Kid, and that's ultimately, yeah. I guess, what they got. Again, too much style, not enough substance. That's the problem with all these forms of media in 2021. The quality is apparent, but the quantity is lackluster. Yeah. Well, I, I wasn't expecting this episode to be so short, but then again, so is the actual movie. <laughs> yeah, this is very fitting. It got as long a review it deserved, just like Disney gave us as short of a movie as it think we deserve. It's so weird because I feel like I got more of Fregley, I believe. That's we got more a- scenes of him than Greg's parents. Yeah, I think Fregley had more lines of dialogue than the dad and Roderick combined, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, Fre- this is Fregley's biggest book in the series, so I get it. They're really going to have to do a lot of building off of this foundation. If they really want to start a series, this is not a good start. Hopefully future movies will improve on this, but I-, I don't know. I'm keeping my expectations very low at this point. Yeah, that's smart. <laughs> I don't blame you. But what about all you people listening right now? What do you think of the newest Diary of a Wimpy Kid movie? Do you like it or do you hate it? Because we don't blame you for hating it. You have every <laughs> right to hate it. Let us know in our Discord server. A link will be provided, as always, along with the link to our Instagram page, at Geeks Crossing. Be sure to continue listening to us and supporting us wherever you are doing so right now, whether that be on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Audible, Amazon Music, or even iHeartRadio. And, and tell your friends about us, especially the book lovers in your life and the Diary of Wimp Kid fans, whether of the movies or the books. Also, check out Nuclear Bacons, Cryptolock Games, and Carabite on Twitch. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for listening, and stay true to your geek selves. Adios.